This episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. One, it's free. Two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere people consume podcasts. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Hello, I'm Alexander Walker of the Fashion Collective Podcast. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, then thank you for taking the time to check us out. The Fashion Collective Podcast is a place for creatives to learn, share, collaborate, and support each other. Each week, you'll get in-depth interviews with creators talking about their creative process, inspirations, giving advice, and sharing their opinions on the major topics within the industry. Our mission is to create a space for creatives. If you enjoy the content in this series, please check out our other weekly series, such as the News Roundup and Deep Dive. Also, if you have the time, I would greatly appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, today I have an exciting interview. Face is one of my favorite emerging brands, and I got the chance to sit down with you know founder and creative director Sean Jabani to talk about the brand's origins, his recent collaborations, connecting with other creatives in London, viewing fashion as art, and just the future of fashion in general. Really interesting conversation. Really glad that I got the you know opportunity to talk to Sean and excited to share this one. So with that being said, let's just jump right into it. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Nice to meet you, man. <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> Very happy to have you on to, you know, share more about, you know, your journey and everything with FACE. Before we jump into everything, can you just share a little bit about yourself and, you know, what you do? I mean, I can give you like a little quick backstory of like how I got into art and how I ended up in the UK. So I grew up in Zimbabwe um, and I always sort of like was always sketching, essentially. I know it sounds proper cliche, but I used to sketch like there's like, uh, cartoon characters as a kid. So obviously Dan Cool, my mom and my grandma sort of pushed that forward. So when I came into the UK at around the age of 12, I guess I, you could say I was pretty old then. When I get into school, I went into art school essentially. And obviously my journey was to be in fine art essentially. From from primary school, I wanted to go into fine art, so I went into art school. But coming out of that, uh, when I went into um, secondary, I then pursued more product. I was more product driven. And uh, I really wanted to go into architecture, but, you know, for years, <laughs> my mom was like, do you think you're going to be able to handle the, the, the time needed, you know, to, to, to invest the time? But I think when I did a bit more research, I looked at industrial design, which I stumbled on. I looked at it as a, like a, I thought it was like a, a short way, basically a short route to being in architecture, um, mm-hmm. only because it took less years, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, let, let me go and do industrial design. I love products, so let me just try it out. So I went to Loughborough University, which I went to study uh, industrial design, which is a, an amazing uni for that program. And yeah, when I got there, it was almost like, you know, I really was in my element there. Like I just love products, I love learning. So, you know, I never, I didn't study fashion at all. 
uh, didn't study footwear design at all. Um, people might ask me that, but I never had that background. It was just an interest for myself. So it was more the people around me, uh, people I've met and networked with. There were the people uh, who sort of urged me in a way, um, not verbally, but just me watching those guys. I was like, you know, I was around people who have started in their own little businesses of fashion and footwear. So that's sort of like, you know, it instilled something in me. I was like, you know what, I like footwear. So I just started sketching footwear. So you, I could, you could say I've sort of stumbled into it. You know, it wasn't planned. I never planned to be <laughs> a fashion designer uh, of footwear. Um, it was just something I, you know, stumbled into. But when I got into it, you know, I, I loved it. I just continued and I pursued that, you know, continue to pursue it, pursuing it further and further. And the more I networked, the more I met a lot of people who I'm super thankful for. That sort of like opened the doors for me, you know, leading into finishing or finishing uni, basically. Um, I started looking in a bit further into it, basically, because at that time, you know, uh, post-graduating, it's almost like a time when you're figuring out what you want to do, where you want to be, you know, what job you want to go into. So I did a bit of research um after having you know connected with a few people who were like you the, the these are the contacts whether it was manufacturing or uh sourcing uh supplies etc i had those contacts already so it was just a case of do i have the money <laughs> to invest yeah. this, uh, this opportunity to then take this forward and um it was just a case of you know pu pulling pulling the plug really and just say let's go for it um let me you know plan it out with the team myself and few people around me and um, let's put this together and see if it's going to work out so yeah segment one style ethos how would you describe your personal style to the audience <laughs> personal style um just i'll probably describe my personal style as like just i wear how i feel in that moment essentially um like you know if i feel like going you know super baggy i'll just wear draw on a hoodie and just some baggy trousers and stuff like that um yeah it just depends like I, i'm to be honest i'm more i dress to be comfortable majority of the time it's all about comfort for me um yeah i just want to be comfortable so i don't really do like tight jeans or i'm all about the loose pants and um you know um that's sort of my style and keeping it minimalistic as well i don't throw too many colors and like what how I wear stuff majority of it is quite neutral as you can see yeah. I might have a pop of, I might have a pop of color but oh, you know yeah. it's it's not necessarily like you know out there but yeah it's just super minimalistic I just keep it simple most of my inspiration really comes from just the people around me really um right. I always bump it like especially when you're in London you go to let's say East London like Shoreditch you know you see some amazing out people dressing in the in interesting ways so I I'm always like picking you know I'm like, oh, that's cool i can dress i could put that in my sort of like my book as well so yeah it's just super minimalistic it's more like scandinavian style driven i'd say super minimalistic yeah just keeping it simple i don't yeah i don't do too much with my sort of fashion sense i'm not i'm no like hype beast or anything like that right <laughs> i do know some the brands you know the hype beast brands but yeah i just keep it simple if i like it i'll get it nice i like it segment two what have you been obsessed with lately this could be music, art. I know you're really big into the art scene, movies, TV shows, anything. Obsessed with at the moment. Obsessed, obsessed. That's a great question. Um, I would say, I would say art. Um, I'm a huge fan of Picasso. Nice. 
I just want his we uh, his show not as in like he had a he was showing some of his amazing pieces from when he was a kid till he died, and uh, okay. it was like a few months ago, few few months ago. I think it was just before my birth, just after my birthday, before my birthday last year. But I'm huge in art. Um, I'm always following art, hence why the first you know our first collection, you know. I wanted to work with an artist like her name is Ifa Yard. You know she's an amazing. I'm I'm a I'm a huge advocate for art, art artistry in general. I really respect that. You know, yeah, I follow a lot of people. Uh, Basquiat, like yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people I follow. I just love art, and if I could own some of their pieces, if I had the money, <laughs> yeah. I'd definitely buy it. But yeah, I love art, man. I think that's one thing I've really been into um, lately, and just like following, you know, whether it's young artists artists that have already been out there for a long time and yeah I just I love it I love it any museums that people should check out when they're in the area in London or in the UK in general yeah so I think the big ones you hear are V V and A Museum that's the Victoria and Albert Museum and then you've got Tate Modern is a good one as well oh yeah the London Museum is a good one as well but there, right. there's quite a few out there as well there's Maddox Gallery in Oxford Oxford Street there's Maddox Gallery. There's a lot. There's a lot more. I mean, I saw last year. I went to a uh, Banksy. Banksy was showing. There was a show on Banksy essentially, and I was in Oxford as well. I forgot the name of the museum, but honestly, when you go, whenever you go on uh, on online and just search, you know, museums in London, those are the key ones that come up. Anyway, majority of the time, they'll always be listed on Times London essentially. Uh, time, time, time out London, I think, where they basically showcase what's going on for the week, what's going on for the month, and right, yeah, in the next few months they they just basically list any sort of like art related exhibitions or anything really, and um, people can always check that out. Yeah, I'm very excited to come back to London. I was there in 2019, and very much looking forward to to heading back. Really great city. Segment three, rapid fire. I kind of want to just get your opinion. We had a lot of Recent collections being shown by a lot of brands, kind of showing off what they have to look forward to in the in the year. You know, any brands that you were you know drawn to, or do you really like what they what they showed? Are you talking recent or just in general? Like recently, in the last like month or so. I would say the one that was really touched by was the Louis Vuitton, the Louis Vuitton show. That that was just amazing. I just love, you know, the whole, you know, you know, I always look at like, you know, the runways as a way for you to just you know, go crazy with it to showcase all these ideas you have in your head just to say like what it could be, you know. Um, and I just love how, you know, the jackets with the different cities, I thought that was really cool. Just working with young artists, like with black artists as well, like, you know, um, I think that was really powerful. And just how the whole show was composed was amazing. The pieces were amazing as well. Another one I really liked was Cold War. I'm a big fan of Samuel uh, Ross. I've been following him for quite some time i've got like his original hat the hats he did when he started started up so i'm nice. a big fan of him i still i still am a big fan of him so you know you know he's from london so you know you know we've got some sort of like you know connections to that but i love yeah i just love the show i just love his pieces you know focusing on the, the whole technical side of um you know use of materials and garments and stuff like that and it's just uh, yeah i just thought yeah he really he really does well with his collections uh, i really love that um so i think i would say the cold War was a really good one as well for me i don't know if pierre moss has showed but i'm a big fan of kirby um yeah. raymond um i'm not sure if he's shown already might be wrong but i'm a big fan of pierre moss just in terms of culturally 
just his, you know, his pieces just tell stories, like all his um, collections, there was meaning behind it. And majority of them are, you know, in support of people of colour, uh, so in black community, essentially. And I just love it. I just love that. You know, you know shout out to Kirby for everything that he's been doing. Yeah, Reebok. Yeah, yeah, it's changing the game massively, honestly. Moving into the main topic of the podcast, you know, face and, you know, all the things that you've been up to. You know, you founded it in September of 2019, and it's all built around, you know, collaboration, you know, with the goal of, you know, shining a light on pioneering and independent artists. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like a home for these type of projects was missing when you kind of started it? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say the home for that is missing. I think, you know, there's there's a few brands now in that space, you know, um, that are pioneering in that area and trying to you know push for that it was more my experience as well like you know this whole brand is built off my experiences and the people around me my friends my family essentially so you know it was more you know taking my experiences and just you know trying to put it in the form of art as a way to communicate that I've, I've been I've been part of this you know um being told uh, you know people take you know taking your work or not crediting you enough and not being supportive in a way of your ideas, even though sometimes you might give away ideas for free type thing and just people, you know, walking all over you. So I think for me, it was like seeing me experience that and just seeing people around me having experienced that as well. It was a way for me to be like, look, you know, I might as well make this space, this, um, so, you know, this, this face a space for that, you know, to try and push that. So any other brand that is working who is probably well well established they can look at what i'm doing and be like oh you know what that's that's a that's a great model you know it's a great business model and i think we should start pushing for pushing more to support independence you know yeah definitely and i feel like london's such a really great fashion community i feel like you guys really support each other and you know with everything with like the british fashion council and just everything else you know, from what I've heard, it's really like a really supportive group of creatives. You know, how has it been, you know, connecting with other designers in the area? It's, it's dope, man. I can't explain it. It's, it's like, it's incredible. I think, you know, from my experience, you know, I'm speaking from my experience. I think people have different experiences, of course. But from my experience, it's been a great journey. Now having I don't want to, you know, Clubhouse, I think it's made it even, yeah. you know, the sky's your limit. <laughs> Like have you been next, on the app? Yeah, I've been. I'm yeah. on the app, and, and you know, when I jumped onto it, you know, my intentions are always to network with certain situations. Like I was looking for an avenue to to continue to network, considering the current climate, and I think that really, really helped. My um, friend brought me onto it, and he was just like, "Mate, these people have some very interesting conversations on there, and I always want to take part in those conversations." You know, so I think. I've met so many people, like so many people now, like I've connected with so many people from different realms of design, which I'm actually super excited um, once things go back to normality um, to right. actually, you know, get to meet some of these people in, in real life and work on, you know, potentially work on some projects with these guys. Because I think, you know, sometimes you're so, you're so in your bubble that, you know, you think, you know, enough people <laughs> you think you're you know you're connected to enough people but you know you never really know you know who's on the corner um that person could be able to 
could open another door for you. So, but yeah, that is been really, really, really great. I think London as a whole, I feel like it's especially London, just I guess in UK in general, man. Like, I think it, with different cities, like, they, oh, there's always like, you know, proper um, support and communities within each city. So, I think, like, speaking on London, I think it's a great place for creatives. Like, I, you know, when I started up, I wanted to be in London, to, you know, to experience that and really, you know, meet different people and, you know, network my way into the world of fashion and footwear and so on, really. So I think as far as I'm concerned, it's really elevated me in terms of what I'm doing and helped me enough and continue to help me in things I'm working on now and the future, essentially. Yeah, definitely. I love London. I was out there in 2019 and, you know, before everything, you know, all the craziness of 2020 and I really can't wait to go back. Incredible city. You know, how has it been you know, talking about the brand, navigating this last year or so as like an emerging brand and it had to have been, you know, somewhat difficult at least. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's unprecedented times, isn't it? It's, 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 it's very difficult. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate in my situation, you know, I, I actually took a step out of London, you know, I thought I was having a conversation with my, my sister was asking me, you know, uh, I'd moved out of London because I was like, yeah, I've got quite a lot of expenses coming out and I've got this brand we need to get going. So I I basically downsized, you know, I came out of London, you know, moved out of London to say that in order for this to happen, I need to cut down my expenses and then I can channel that, use all that money for production, production and the team, et cetera. So that's what I did. It was, it was more of a business. It was just more of a business move for me to do that. Um, that's why I never really, when I hear people saying like, yeah, I moved to my mom so I could save money to buy a property or something, something like that. It's like, to me, I don't laugh at that because I'm just like, it's a smart move for you to do that. Especially right. with the current climate, I think it obviously makes sense. If you can move back home to save money, do it. Um, all it means, it you know, it opens you up to then, like, if you've got any ideas, you want to, this is the time, invest in your ideas, which I did. Um, and, yeah, now, I'm, I mean, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm glad I got to this position and, and still going obviously we're working on the next collection now and um yeah I, I can't really complain man sometimes you've got to take sacrifice you've got to sacrifice certain things like you know london's that place where you want to be because you know it's cool it's you know yeah. in the grounds of fashion but out to me i was just like i just need to find a studio space close in and just focus on craft and get this collection up essentially so yeah yeah and i heard that in your you know complex uk article that or interview that you did that one of the silver linings you said was kind of being able to just you know be in your apartment you know and just feel locked in and you know really just focus on creating the collection so i guess that is kind of like i guess a pro of this you know of the situation i guess just feeling locked in and yeah um i think you know i think with the current climate i think it's really helped a lot of people i think it's in a in a in a good and bad way in a way um i think for for the good i think it's really made people realize that there's certain things i want to do and there's certain things i maybe should be focusing on and for me it was it really made me it was more my thought process of like look i'm living in london right now rent's crazy high my expenses are ridiculous i don't know if i'm going to be i'm going to afford this production if i'm going to be able to launch this collection so me taking that looking at myself and saying look just make the move 
then you can always go back to London when everything's back to normal, which I did. So yeah, I just think like, you know, if you can look at ways to to make things out. That was for me, that was the move. That was a chess move for me to be like, look, I need to do that in order for this to happen. So I just think, yeah, I stayed locked in. Um, I always do that whenever I work in collections. Um, I just ground myself, essentially. Um, it's just discipline for me, you know, and I try my best to stay offline if I'm working on projects or creative projects, unless I'm working with people. Yeah, and your work is art. I think this is a great segue, you know, if anyone has seen, you know, your garments, they know that you treat it like, you know, each piece, like it's an artwork and you blur the lines between art and fashion. Can you give us like a glimpse behind that like creative process? Like, can you walk us through how you, you know, come up with these amazing designs? Yeah, I think the best way to, to, to explain this is like, I always use my, my childhood experiences. I know it's gonna sound a bit cliche, but it was when I, when I used to get upset, I used to go and sketch. So that's a sort of joke in my family, like, or family would be like, oh, get him more annoyed so he can go off and uh, sketch these, sketch more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that was sort of like the build up to this. It was like, like I said, it was taking things of like my own experiences, you know, it was like how, what have I experienced in my childhood and how, me, my personality, what I'm like, you know, my moods flickers here and up and down, but it's just me. I'm a very deep thinker. I just, if I bought, thinking of a lot of things I just keep quiet and I'm constantly trying to figure out how I can go about it so that's the whole point of that collection and nothing it, it was I think Aya Fiyad I always mention she's probably one of my favorite artists out there people should check out her Instagram she was like the perfect piece to the puzzle essentially because she basically works how I work as well you know her thought process you know the execution was just incredible so but yeah, with the collection, each garment, as you can tell, it was, you know, we talk, talk a lot about the whole identity side of things. You know, that's the whole point of this collection. It was like trying to figure out who I am and who are you? Because obviously we often put out someone else online to who we actually are. Sometimes for the good, re for the right reasons, sometimes for the wrong reasons. So in going, the brief to me was essentially you want to try and, you know, how do you, identify yourselves with these garments essentially like each garment has its own identity so you know if you have a feet like how are you feeling in that moment so each hat as you can see some of the hats have got like crazy artwork on them or like the steep the stitch detailing frailing on the rim you know it's evoking your emotion in that moment and you've got some bucket hats where it's super super minimalistic super simple in the type of art that's been put on there in that moment, are you feeling calm? Are you feeling relaxed? You know, it was, that was the whole point of that sort of like collection. It was very much like, you know, you're trying to focus on how you provoke emotion in that moment and how you put yourself out there, you know? It has its own identity, you know? And that's what I love about that collection. It's like, you've got the, the leather jacket, which is like, brings me back when I was in primary school where you were just throwing paint, you know, all over the yeah. place. <laughs> thinking you're doing art that was the whole point of that it was like more fun and exciting that's when I when I look at that piece that's what's conveying to me so as you can you know it's the whole thing where it's like when I go to an art show like I have my own take on that piece of art you know so that's what we wanted to do with this collection is like when people look at these garments what do you think you know um, some people might be like you know some people I spoke to were like oh this is crazy like 
it's very out there. I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing it. You know, and some people are like, oh my God, this is, you know, people have different opinions and that's the whole point. It's like, you are, you are your own person. And, you know, that was the whole sort of like approach and discussion when we started this collection and started drop, dropping down ideas, you know, talking about identity, emotion, and just personal experiences like us growing up and with different people and just essentially molding it into one, you know? Yeah, and I think the... You know, the collection is really amazing. As you said, I really love the bucket hat that you were talking about. I love the corduroy pants. I think those are like an amazing, plus the work trousers. Mm. And you even got into like footwear. So you did some sneakers and you did that with, you know, San Francisco based footwear designer, Jose Monroe. How did you two meet? Um, so, <laughs> uh, man, I love that guy. Um, he, he, so how we met was essentially uh, these, I don't know if you've heard of Concept Kicks. Uh, yeah platform by Mr. Bailey. Uh, he's a London-based designer as well. And I found I found Concept Kicks years ago, which was like when I was coming up trying to showcase what I can do in footwear, that was the first platform that my I saw my work on. And I think what he's done is just created a pool of creatives. Like he's really opened up just the creative world of footwear to say, look, if I if I'm looking for someone like you never really know what he he want to he can post he posts everything and anything what I love about that is like he's not just posting people who have x amount of followers or have the, the quality because the quality of work is high end so yes that they deserve to be on my page because I'm gonna get more numbers extra etc etc he's just really you know what I see him as a perk when I see what he's doing with concept kicks is very much focusing on what's really cool what's cool in our current, you know, world of footwear, who's doing the, what kid is doing this cool stuff, you know, what do people need to learn about the creative world of footwear, like what else, you know, whether it's sustainability, whether it's your sketch process, whether it's production, manufacturing, whatever it may be, like, that's what it's, it's opened up for a lot of creatives in terms of like, you, you, we see a lot of things, I see brands I didn't know of, come up on there so to me that's inspiration like I literally use it as that's like a mood board to me you know and I look at yeah. his page that page concept kicks is like a mood board of just cool things you can look at and be like oh my god that's inspiring so that's how I found Jose Jose was just I think he got posted on there and to me I always follow like if I like what you do I'll follow it's not follow for follow for me I always say that to people and if I vibe with whether, whether it's the aesthetic of your page or your idea exploration, just how you approach your approach to design, um, your thought process. If I like it, I'm going to follow. And I think it's a, there's such a big community in the footwear world right now. And I just think like that, that page has made it accessible for everyone to like meet different people. So for me, like when I met Hosa through that, it was literally when I messaged them, it was literally just to say, I replied to his story just saying, look, you're doing some really cool stuff, man. Maybe now because it's we're just going into COVID, which was back in May, June. We should do like a quarantine collab, I called it, when I was yeah. messaging him. <laughs> and he was laughing because I was like, yeah, man, let's just do a quarantine collab, like, just something fun. At that time, I was just looking to open up just maybe, I just thought like I needed to clean up some of my skills and just explore, learn different things from different people. I'd already had conversations with other people that, we don't know each other from a personal side, but we just know each other from Instagram and, you know, liking each other's stuff. 
commenting on each other's posts and Jose was like, look, let's do it. So that conversation followed up. And back then I'd already had like, I was already start. I'd already had some ideas and like blue boards. I was thinking of this type of footwear. At that time, obviously, obviously now you're seeing the, the, the surgeons of like, you know, trail outfield, trail runners, basically. And at that time, I was looking at, you know, like almost like a transformer footwear where, you know, you've got like a shrewd on it, got the shrewd that covers the top. So if you want to style it, design both for life for like, you know, your hype beasts, but also if you want to go for a run or go climb the mountains, this shoe is made for that. So it's designed for different terrains and, you know, I, I sort of mood boarded these ideas and I was just, I just pinged it to him. Like, what do you think? Like, do you think we could explore this? We can venture off and explore some of these sort of like ideas. Right. And he gave it a thumbs up. So I think it was a month to two months. We just like every week, man, we just called like, and from that, I think we developed a relationship, a friendship, you know, he's a pal of mine now. I know him personally, which was just great. You know, I, I got to learn how he is as a, how he works as a designer. He got to learn how I am as a designer, I process and, you know, working with someone I've never worked with remotely was another, was crazy. And I think how the project ended up, it was received well by the community. A lot of people, you know, messaged and said like, this is really cool. We need to see more of this. And to me, again, the, everything I try to do, there's always an idea. To me, it was all about pushing this idea of collaboration, right? And you know, more and more, you see it now, like I'm seeing a lot of people in the football world collabing with just people just on a concept, you know, that that was a concept we worked on, it, you know, maybe in the future, there might be, you know, an opportunity for us to actually make something together. But it was just a concept to, you know, to, to push that message out. That was the whole point of this project was just that was the story behind it. It was to push out the idea of like collaboration, you know, tap into people. If you find someone else cool that you want to work with, there's nothing wrong with messaging that person. If they say no, no is, don't take no as like, you are not good at what you do. It's just a no of like, that. he's probably, that person's probably busy or, you know, it might happen in the future type thing. So that was really the, the, the whole idea behind that project with Jose, who I think is an incredible footwear designer. And yeah, um, I hope in the future I can still work with, that, with him, you know, and some other projects and stuff. But yeah, it was, it was really just to push the message out. You know, it's all about collaboration, you know, which that's the message I'll continue to push with, with face and everything I do, you know, independently on the side. Yeah, I mean, this is amazing. And just hearing the, the story behind the, you know, quarantine collab is a, a cool story to hear. I'm actually kind of curious, you know, what piece have you been wearing lately? I see that you're wearing, you know, the bucket and a hoodie. You know, what piece have you really been living in lately from the collection? Uh, the hoodie, the hoodies. The hoodies are my favorite. I think with the artwork, it was like, you know, you see the artwork is almost like it's offset. It's on your like shoulder arm print. Yeah. I think it, it, the whole point is like, you know, we're a concept store, you know, it's, it's not, we don't, we just try and like, He's not trying to reinvent the world in any way, but just trying to like, it's just a, a bunch of people who get involved and they're just trying to do some cool stuff, you know, um, and just be creative, like at the end of the day. So this, the jumper is probably one of my favorite. It's just, and the bucket hats. It's just, yeah, it's just me. Um, I just love art. So every majority of things I own have some sort of art on them. You know, some might be, crazy some might be just super super simple but yeah at the moment it's just the hoodie the hoodie is just 
because it's comfortable and the GSM is really up and it's just like, yeah, it's just a snug, snug moment. I'm just, I'm just trying to be comfortable and, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, stay warm really because it's currently cold in the UK. So yeah. Yeah. It's cold here where I'm at too. Uh, love the bucket hats. They're amazing. I'm just all, really impressed. All season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what time of year. It's, it's always rocking the bucket hat. Yeah. And I, and I always questioned it. Though. I always, like, before I go into fashion, I always like, uh, you know, I'm very inquisitive about a lot of things and I'm, I always like was like oh, man like I'm seeing someone wearing you know um, a bucket hat in winter I'm like, oh, man like I wish I could do that you know and I always just question a lot of things like when I see people wearing but you do what you want at the end of the day. I want to one of the last things I wanted to touch on during the episode was how sustainability is kind of one of the core pillars of the brand and you know it's in the identity and the mission you know can you share just how sustainability is kind of weaving to the brand. And do you have any practices that you would like to incorporate, you know, moving forward? So I think the sustainability side of it was, you know, when we sat down with the team, it was, you know, again, it's my experiences, you know, outside of my work, I really do live a sustainable life. And what I say about supporting independence, so like things like shopping secondhand, I do that, you know, I'll go to charity shops. That's something I live with. Um, Like I try and, majority of products I own are vegan friendly you know that comes with influence of the people around me as well so you know when we got into this brand it wasn't about trending you know it's you know I see a lot of brands that are going into the 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 sustainability sector with the idea of like okay sustainability pops um it's what's making money at the moment so I'm going to do I don't know, some essentials made out of organic cotton, for example, and people buy it essentially because you're selling that message. But it really comes down to, you know, you've got to stretch it way back. So we look, we, we, we actually do the research as well. So what are these uh, supply, these supplies, you know, the people working, you know, the, the actual working conditions, where are these products actually made? We look into that, you know, the teas, you can see that in the, 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 the wash labels that's detailed on there you know what our manufacturers is important the supplies we're using you know where are they sourcing these uh, materials like all of that is really you know when you really if you are going to say you are focusing on sustainability these are things you need to be considering as well you know it's it's all it's, it's really important because I don't want to be I don't want to push the wrong message out if you know what I'm saying um, which I feel like some brands do it and some brands don't i don't want to be pushing the message of sustainability when really and truly i'm not maybe part of the garment isn't fully sustainable then i have to state that in the product itself and say look this product is not fully sustainable but yeah it's know, just transparency very much so i just try to be transparent as much as i can mm. um and we were transparent you know with the collection we did you know upcycling you know sourcing these garments from secondhand supplies online and going and sourcing these garments outdoors and you know third uh, secondhand um, shops and and whatnot it was important so down to process of doing it you know the yarn we're using to to do all of this stuff like you know the stitching and stuff like that we're using so it's it's really important to push that message man i think moving forward you know we we shall continue to do that but yeah, no, there's a lot, there's a lot to look forward to. A lot of planned collections and collabs that hopefully, you know, rather than saying it, <laughs> hopefully it will come will come to fruition and you know, showcase some cool stuff essentially. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. 
And I'm really excited to check them out whenever you show some like sneak peeks and some behind the scenes of what you've been working on. Where can the where can the people follow you at? People can follow the brand itself. It's called Face Face FaceConceptStores.com, but it's Face LT Face underscore LTD, like your face, face underscore LTD. That's the Instagram name. But for me, like I'm Sean Chimbani, so it's my name, S-E-A-N. C-H-I-M-B-A-N-I it's Sean Chimbani so um, yeah follow me if you want to have a conversation I'm always open to have conversations with people yeah and everything will be you know linked in the description for everybody to check out and to stay updated on everything that's happening with Face thank you again for coming on no thank you man um, I think you know it's props to you man like you're doing some like your podcast is really really dope I've, I've actually looked into through your podcast I've actually met some people who I've followed and, you know, I'm, I'm seeing their story. I'm hearing their stories through your podcast. So I think that's incredible. Thank you. Doing and, um, you know, you know, continue doing your thing, man. And yeah, thank you very much for having me, man. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest interview. If you enjoy the content in the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media to stay updated on all new podcast episodes. You can follow us on Instagram at the Fashion Collector Podcast. You can follow my personal account at AlexWalkerPH. You can follow us on Twitter at TFC underscore pod. And with that being said, I'll catch you all next week.